Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I hope you folks got your holiday shopping done. You only got like four or five days left before you got to get it all in, all wrapped up and under that tree. So you better hurry up, head out to your local Walmart, go get yourself into fisticuffs over that television, that iPhone, whatever the hell else you buy that gets everyone triggered, everyone throwing fists at a local Walmart. And yes, you people in Florida, I am talking to you. But in any case, happy holidays, Merry Christmas, whatever, to all you folks out there from the Miller Frost podcast. Of course, I am your host, Miller Frost, joined as always by my fake black friend, White Boy Malcolm X. And yes, folks, we already exchanged our presents. I gave White Boy Malcolm X over there I gave him a Ronald McDonald blog doll. What have I been saying on this podcast? I'm sure some of you out there thought I was kidding when I was talking about White Boy Malcolm X's ginger fetish. But no. I'm serious, folks. When I say that White Boy Malcolm X, he would bang Ronald McDonald if he could. I am being serious. And now, folks, now he has Ronald McDonald at least the blow-up doll version, to bang at will. And I'm just going to say this, White Boy Malcolm X. That doll, that doll is not allowed in this house. You take that thing home, you keep it there. The last thing I want is you staying over in that guest room, defiling that Ronald McDonald doll in this house. And I can see it, folks. I'm laying there one night, I think he's passed out in the next room, and all I hear is him blowing up that stupid doll. So don't even think about it, sir. And yes, of course, white boy Malcolm X, he got me a nice gift as well. I guess since he listens to this podcast, helps out with this podcast every week. Here's me yapping on, yap, 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 yap. White boy Malcolm X, He got me a nice warm cup of shut the hell up. (laughs) Something like that anyway. But in any case, I hope you folks are having a grand gay old time this pre-holiday weekend. I know you virgin pajama boys out there living in your parents' basement, eyeing up that sex on the corner, playing with yourselves, your Pokemon cards, your Playstations, masturbating to Marvel films, masturbating to DC Comics, masturbating to whatever the hell they're posting on Reddit this week, freaking out your parents, freaking out the neighbors. I know you virgin pajama boys. You are definitely having a grand gay old time now that Spider-Man No Way Home is out. 
You probably saw it, either stayed in the theater or you went back out, bought yourself another ticket, went back in to see it. I know how you virgin pajama boys who love the Marvel Universe way more than the real one. I know how you think. And not that I need to tell you this, but apparently, folks, and this is from BGR, Spider-Man No Way Home credits might have a huge surprise. And since I have not seen the movie, nor has White Boy Malcolm X, we have absolutely no idea what that huge surprise is. I suspect it's probably a teaser for another film. They're kind of smart like that at Marvel. But I guess at some point, we'll probably watch that and we'll know what that is in due course. What? No, I'm not picking on Tom Holland anymore. God. (laughs) Sorry about that, folks. White boy Malcolm X. He was theorizing that the huge surprise was Tom Holland, song and dance man Tom Holland, doing some sort of dance routine. I pick on that kid enough. And Tom, if you're out there listening to this podcast, I'm just playing around, young man. We're just having a little bit of fun. I didn't call you a song and dance man, but we definitely ran with it, at least for a while. We're going to put that one on ice, White Boy Malcolm X, at least until the Fred Astaire movie comes out. Then, Tom, all bets are off. Speaking of having a grand gay old time, though, How's this from the Wall Street Journal? Murder and mandates in Chicago. And we've talked about the murders in Chicago at least a couple times here on this podcast. But the Cook County Medical Examiner's Office, folks, they have now recorded over a thousand murders in 2021. And we still have a couple weeks left to go. This is the first time they've crossed the 1,000 mark at least since 1994. And, not surprisingly, roughly 80% of those murdered are black. So yet again, not all black lives matter. And speaking of having a grand gay old time, that is that dump of a city, San Francisco. If you're into urophilia or coprophilia, and you're walking around the city of San Francisco, you're probably doing that with a heart on as you smell all the urine, smell all the human feces, probably really happy with all the free needles lying around as well. But I guess in San Francisco, even those idiots have kind of, maybe sort of, possibly had enough of that crap. Or at least the crap that involves stealing from high-end stores. This is from the New York Post. Behind London Breed's stunning defund the police turnaround in San Francisco. And London Breed, that's the idiot, that's the head chief idiot in San Francisco. She reminds me of, and you folks might remember this from last year, remember our good old buddy, Ted Wheeler, that feckless idiot up in Portland. Ted is kind of a pansy pajama boy. He'd probably soil himself if anyone like jumped out and went, boo, Ted'd be like, ah. I just soiled myself. But Ted, he finally found a pair. He finally had a spine implant. And so he would go around, we're going to get tough on that Antifa. It sounded nice. 
although I suspect to not much effect. But London here, London Breed, she is the Ted Wheeler of San Francisco. And this is what London had to say. It's time for the reign of criminals to end. And it comes to an end when we are more aggressive with law enforcement and less tolerant of all the BS that has destroyed this city. And no, folks, she did not just say BS. So London here, she's trying to act like Ted. Don't you just love it when liberals, they decide they've had enough and they start to act all macho. I don't know who she thinks she's fooling, though, folks. Half the problem in San Francisco is that feckless idiot Chesa Budin, he's the DA in San Francisco, that radical idiot, he is barely prosecuting anyone, all in the name of social justice and equity. And what have I said about equity, folks? Everybody equally miserable. And if it's one thing people are equally feeling in San Francisco, between all these robberies and break-ins, all the drugs, they're all feeling equally miserable over there. But this is what I found most interesting in this article, folks. Did you know in the city of San Francisco, for every COVID death they had last year, they had three people die of drug overdoses. So San Francisco which is run by COVID Karen, locking everything up just over COVID. They can't be bothered with all the drug dealing, all the drug abuse in the city. So the folks in San Francisco, unless they're doing drugs out there in the Tenderloin, they're locked up in their houses. They have to put a mask on every time they go outside. They'll control you every chance they get with COVID. But all the people dropping dead down there in the Tenderloin, meh, they couldn't care less. For all you good white liberals out there, at least those of you with an American Express card, if you need to find a new way to virtue signal, I just got an email from American Express, and they told me, folks, that if I shop at a BIPOC business, if I spend $20 or more, they're going to give me $15 back. Now, I'm not the type of guy that walks around, goes into a business and goes, are you a BIPOC business? I'm down for the struggle. I only want to spend my money with BIPOC. That's not me. But I know you dopey white liberals out there. Any chance you get to virtue signal, any chance you get to show how down for the struggle you are, And you can save $15 when you're doing that. You'll jump at that any chance you get. So there you go. Get shopping. Did you know, White Boy Malcolm X, did you know that Barack Obama, Barack Hussein Obama, and I only say that, folks, just to trigger the liberals out there, he released his favorite books of 2021. Did you know that, sir? Neither did I until I saw it in the news. And so, folks, I looked over this list, Barack's favorite books of 2021, and I saw this, and the first thing I'm thinking is, this is the type of favorite book list that insufferable douchebags talk about, brag about, so people think they're sophisticated and erudite. Only a rube would read Stephen King 
Dean Coots, Tom Clancy, John Grisham, any of the popular writers out there. Only a bigot or a turf would read something by J.K. Rowling. And since Barack is insecure, Barack needs to show everyone how smart he is. He puts out a book list like this. And $10, white boy Malcolm X, $10, he hasn't read half of these. And before you say anything, another $10, that at least a couple of these are sponsored books, paid to be put on this list. Kind of like how I envision Oprah's favorite book list. People paying to get on that list. Allegedly, supposedly, possibly, maybe. But now, all you good white liberals out there, when you're out there using your American Express card, trying to get that $15 back by shopping at a BIPOC business, you can go out and get one of these books. Show yet again how down for the struggle you really are by reading a book that Barack, allegedly, supposedly, possibly, maybe, read. And I wonder, white boy Malcolm X, I wonder if Ibram X. Kendi, Taneshi Coates, all the good woke writers, I wonder if they're a little bit butthurt they didn't make Barack's list. And that's rhetorical, sir, so just sit there and look pretty. Dream about that Ronald McDonald blow-up doll you can play with when you go home. For you folks out there who use Snapchat, and this, folks, this is pretty disturbing to me, but if you have Snapchat out there, you can participate in the Kardashian Kindness Challenge. And if you're out there going, Well, Miller, Miller, what the heck is the Kardashian Kindness Challenge? Well, folks, I'm getting there. Calm your ass down. Apparently, Kim Kardashian, her and her dopey mother, Chris, they are collaborating with Snapchat for a challenge that's all about showing off how generous you can be. So all you have to do, use Snapchat, take a picture of you doing something good. You know, like you dopey white liberals out there, standing in line at the Starbucks. You don't tip the barista unless they're looking in your direction. You can get a picture of yourself doing something nice. And if you do that, you can win up to $50,000. Now, I don't know about any of you folks, but is anyone taking this seriously? Like that viper den, those mean girls over at the Kardashian household. Like they care one iota about anyone other than themselves. If they're doing something nice for someone, they're either trying to cover up some bad press or they're humble bragging about how virtuous they are. Oh, look how wonderful we are. Look how much we care. Another pack of dopey white liberals Celebrity liberals virtue signaling again. From Fox News, Buttigieg's husband mocks Biden administration restarting student loan payments next month. No thank you. So Gleesman is back, folks. Chastin Gleesman Buttigieg, that bitter bitch, that low-rank queen from Indiana. He is back again. Although I have to be careful here, folks. When I make fun of the Buttigieg girls, those queens get really, really, really triggered out there. They can't handle anyone criticizing those two queens, even if it's me, Miller Frost. 
a card-carrying member of the tribe. Our lovable Star Wars bar of a tribe. But I guess Justin, he got a notice about his student loan payments. Which, him being a lazy queen, he deferred, I guess, for the last year or so. His husband is the Secretary of Transportation. His husband makes $221,000 a year. But that lazy queen deferred her student loan payments just because she could. And now, not only being a lazy queen, but a cheap one at that, Chastin doesn't want to pay his student loans back. Not that I'm surprised, folks. Like any good liberal, just doesn't want to pay back those student loans. Did you know, White Boy Malcolm X, and you folks out there, this was the kicker from the story. Did you know that Gleesman was a part-time drama school teacher? You did not. Well, neither did I. That queen, that bitter bitch, that low-rank queen from Indiana is a part-time drama school teacher. I guess, I guess if anyone knows drama, though, that's Chastin Gleesman Buttigieg. And folks, in an exclusive to the Melifrost podcast, we got our hands on a recording of Chastin Gleesman Buttigieg's first day teaching school. A student, a poor beleaguered student who was in Chastin Gleesman Buttigieg's class, they recorded Chastin's first day. Hello, students. My name is Mrs. Peter Buttigieg. My husband is the Secretary of Transportation. I am a member in good standing in the ruling class. And I don't care what some evil podcaster has to say. I am not some bitter bitch. I am not some low-rank queen from Indiana. So welcome to drama. Since this is high school, and I see some fresh teacher bait in here, I'm sure some of you are banging your teachers. That's a whole lot of drama going on, I'm sure. Just wait until your parents find out and call Popo. You ain't seen nothing yet when it comes to drama. But if we're going to talk about drama, let me tell you about some drama. You kids think that getting caught banging your teacher is drama. You think getting defriended on Facebook or TikTok is drama. You are all amateurs when it comes to drama. Let me tell you something about drama. Because I know drama. My husband, Peter, the Secretary of Transportation, he tells me that I'm the most dramatic person he knows. So that should tell you something about how much wisdom I am about to impart. Because, kids, I live in constant drama, let me tell you. Do you know the burden I face? The drama I have to deal with by being married to the Secretary of Transportation? You want to talk about drama, kids? Try getting that man to stop riding his stupid bicycle one stupid block just to show everyone how green he is. When everybody knows he can't even buy the Terry cycle. That's drama in my household. And if you think that's bad, try getting that man to stop wearing cheap suits that I have to take to the dry cleaner all the time. And if you want to talk about drama, try avoiding all the potholes 
between that house and our dry cleaner. Try having to explain to your friends why you don't have $2.3 trillion to spend on remodeling gay bars in Washington, D.C. and the state of Indiana because your husband lied to you about that money. Him gaslighting you that that was not what he said when that's exactly what I heard. So if you kids want to talk about drama, if anyone knows about drama, lives drama day in and day out, it's me, Justin Gleesman Buttigieg. You know, white boy Malcolm X, I was kind of hoping that Justin Buttigieg there, again, folks, that bitter bitch, that low rank queen from Indiana, I was kind of hoping he was, well, I was imagining like in Dead Poet Society, that speech that Robin Williams gave, that lecture on poetry, inspiring those kids to want to learn more, do more. I was kind of hoping, praying, please, sweet baby Jesus, please, 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 allow Justin Buttigieg to rise above his low-rent self. Go out there and inspire those kids. But clearly, no, that did not happen. And God help those kids, those poor beleaguered kids who have got to listen to that all day, every day. Well, at least on a part-time basis. Chaston bringing in his silly drama just to try to one-up all of them. From Queerty, those girls over at Queerty, David Archuleta says God told him to stop asking about this one thing. So apparently, folks, Allegedly, supposedly, possibly, maybe. David Archuleta, new gaby, David Archuleta. Oh, speaking of new gabies, folks, white boy Malcolm X and I, we were finishing up Locking Key on Netflix. And we finished the 10th episode and we just started scrolling around looking for something else to watch. And Netflix, folks, they suggested coming out Colton as something to watch. So that train wreck Colton Underwood series on Netflix, that is now out. And the funny part about that, as we're reading it, is how they referred to Gus Kentworthy as a mentor. Now, folks, we have known Gus Kentworthy as a guide, as an escort, which to me is a pimp. But now... Gus Kentworthy is a mentor to new gaby Colton Underwood. And no, folks, I am not going to watch that disaster, that cluster, well, fill in the blank there, that huge dumpster fire of a show. The last thing I'm going to do is watch those stupid queens embarrass the tribe, our lovable Star Wars bar of a tribe. I don't care how drunk I get. White boy Malcolm X, we are not going to watch that. Okay, I guess if I can watch 10 minutes of Chastin and Pete Buttigieg, that, that train wreck of a documentary, I guess I can watch about 10 minutes of this, which we can report on on our next podcast. But David Archuleta, new gaby David Archuleta, he is apparently, allegedly, supposedly, possibly, maybe, Talking to God. Kind of like Milo Yiannopoulos. And if you folks are out there going, Well, Miller, Miller, 
What's going on with Milo Yiannopoulos? Folks, I don't know. I don't keep up with that stupid queen, ex-queen, whatever. But he was talking about how God, God stopped dogs from barking at him. Dogs used to hate Milo Yiannopoulos, that queen, ex-queen, whatever. But when he went ex-gay, went right back into that closet, God himself, herself, zeerself, folks, we don't know what God's pronouns are. God made dogs stop barking at Milo. I, of course, said that dogs, they just don't bark at the head bitch. But Milo, he gave God all the credit. And no, folks, we do not know what's going on with Milo's Gay Conversion Therapy Center and Happy Ending Day Spa. But we'll try to look into that before the next podcast. But David here, David was talking to the Dallas Observer and David was recalling his conversation with God. And this is what he said. I just dropped down on my knees. Yes, I bet you did, Queen. And said, God, if you're really there and if you really have a plan for me, please remove this from me. Please take this away from me. I just can't deal with it anymore. It's too painful and torturous to feel this. And according to David, God answered back. He said, David, you need to stop asking me this. David, he was taken aback by that. He said, what do you mean? And then God said, you can't change something that I intended. It doesn't matter how many times you ask me this. I'm not going to change something that I intended for you. Should I be butthurt, white boy Malcolm X? Should I be... Hold on a second, sir. Don't answer that too quickly. Should I be butthurt that I thank God every day, every single day that I'm gay, and he, she, Zier, doesn't respond? And this queen drops to his knees, just like any good queen would, starts yapping on to God, yap, 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 about not wanting to be gay, and God... He, she, Zier answers right back. Should I be butthurt about that? And that's rhetorical, sir. So shut your pie hole. So David, bless your heart, dear. Bless your heart for having conversations with God. Bless your heart for telling everyone you and God have been chatting. And welcome to the tribe, our lovable Star Wars bar of a tribe. Whatever you do, son, I would just drop telling everyone that you're talking to God and that God answers back. Other than that, if you're ever out there going, I am so confused about gay life. I don't know how I'm going to navigate this. Whatever you do, David, I would stay away from that guide, that escort, that pimp, that mentor. Goose can't worthy. At all costs, girlfriend. That is a road you don't want to go down. Whatever you do, try not to be Milo Yiannopoulos, that idiot ex-queen, or Colton Underwood, that idiot queen. And on your holiday concert tour, don't drop to your knees too much. This next one is from the Daily Soap Dish. Ben Shapiro's sister, Abby Shapiro, accused of slut-shaming Madonna for criticizing the Queen of Pop thirst trap pictures. Did I miss something, white boy Malcolm X? Now, I know that I am a queen, an old queen at that, at 52. But did I miss something, sir? Were those pictures of Madonna, 
where they thirst trap pictures. Not on my life. (laughs) That's what I thought, sir. Folks, you know, I'm pretty libertarian when it comes to what turns people on. But if Grandma Madonna posting those pictures on Instagram, if that was a thirst trap to you, if you defiled yourself to those pics, kind of like a virgin pajama boy masturbates to a Marvel film, if you did that, take it from me. Seek psychiatric help. But in any case, Abby Shapiro, never heard of this chick before, but I guess she's Ben Shapiro's sister. She put a picture of Grandma Madonna, put a picture of her alongside Nancy Reagan. Then she put this as a caption. This is Madonna at 63. This is Nancy Reagan at 64. Trashy living versus classic living. Which version of yourself do you want to be? Which, to me, folks, I just kind of laughed. I'm thinking, damn, Abby, dead on right. Kind of like what I said in that just because you can do something doesn't necessarily mean you should do something. Madonna at 63, Grandma Madonna, she can certainly take those pictures, but did she actually have to do it? No. But then again, folks, she is suffering a vicious case of Madonna syndrome. Oh, look at me, look at me. I'm still relevant. So what do you think, folks, was the general response to Abby Shapiro? What do you think the Twitter rage monkeys, what do you think they did with that? Their retort to Abby pointing out that those disturbing pictures, thirst trap pictures if you're into masturbating to Grandma Madonna, their response was that Nancy Reagan was a slut too. She apparently, folks, at least according to the Twitter rage monkeys, she was world-renowned for her Lewinsky's in Hollywood back in the day. That woman could suck a golf ball through a garden hose. So in other words, the response of the Twitter rage monkeys, those idiots over at the Daily Soap Dish, their response to Madonna being slut-shamed was to slut-shame Nancy Reagan. Slut-shame a dead woman. That's the best argument they can make. Well, she might be a slut, but so is Nancy Reagan. Complete blooming idiots over there at Daily Soap Dish, over there on Twitter, in their defense of Grandma Madonna, debasing herself at 63. But you know what? If that turns you on, if that floats your boat, you have fun with that. And our last story, folks, is from Pink News. Those girls over at Pink News. Eight brilliant, bold, and brave pansexual people changing the world by living their best life. And if you don't know what a pansexual is, That's just a snooty bisexual. A distinction without difference. Did you know, White Boy Malcolm X, did you know that December 8th, that was Pansexual Pride Day? And don't even bother answering, sir. I didn't know you didn't know. But I guess as part of Pansexual Pride Day, Pink News, those girls over at Pink News, they put out a list of eight brilliant, bold, and brave pansexual people. I don't know how they're brilliant. I don't know how they're bold. And I sure as hell don't understand how they're brave. 
especially when pretty much every kid out there is coming out as some sort of LGBTQ+. But Pink News, those girls over at Pink News, crafted us a list, at least one we can laugh at. And so here, folks, here is the list of eight brilliant, bold, and brave pansexual people changing the world and living their best life. Miley Cyrus is number one. Janelle Monet, she is a singer, rapper, and actress, and she is both pansexual and bisexual, which again, folks, is a distinction without difference. Demi Lovato, God. Demi Lovato made this stupid list. If anyone is not living their best life, if anyone is constantly rebooting themselves because they can't stand their current version, that is Demi Lovato. But she's on the list, so we'll go with it. Young Blood is number four. And no, folks, that is not spelled like you think it is. Young Blood is Y U N G B L U D. Young Blood. He is a pop punk singer. Jesus Christmas with all the P's, the plosives around here. And if that's not bad enough, being a pop punk singer. He is also pansexual and polyamorous because being a pansexual, a snooty bisexual, that wasn't good enough for Youngblood here. Jazz Jennings is number five. That's just some chick on YouTube. Brendan Urie, the front man for Panic at the Disco. Those one-hit wonders. He's another one that's bold and brave, living his best life. Kara, I'm not even going to try to pronounce that last name. She's a British model and actor. And Layla Moran, an MP in the UK. An MP, folks, is a member of Parliament. So white boy Malcolm X. Not that you've seen the pictures. Not that I'm going to show them to you. But what do you think all these folks have in common? Miley Cyrus, Demi Lovato, Youngblood, Brandon Urie, Layla Moran, on and on and on. What do you think, sir? What do you think is the common denominator with these eight brilliant, bold, and brave pansexual people? Very good, sir. Very good. White boy Malcolm X, he said their age. Yes. All eight of these folks are millennial Gen Z kids. And what do we know about millennial Gen Z kids? They're all so desperate to be unique and special, that they're all doing the exact same thing. Like I said, they're all coming out as some sort of LGBTQ+. All the kids, all the edgy and cool kids, that's what they do. Oh, I'm pansexual. Oh, I'm bisexual. Oh, I'm demisexual. Oh, I'm polyamorous. Oh, my pronouns are za. Everyone has to have their own special sexual orientation, their own special, unique, funky, pain-in-the-ass pronouns. And they do this to feel super special and unique. And yes, folks, I know they're all doing the exact same thing. They all think they're leading the pack. They're nothing but a pack of sheep. Stupid copycat sheep. Bah, bah. That's all I hear when I hear Demi Lovato yap on, yap, 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 about her funky pronouns and her super special gender identity. And the rest of you on this list, too. 
So on that note, since I cannot top these eight idiots and their incessant need to feel super special and unique, even if it drives everyone around them crazy, since I cannot top that, it is time to plug pull this podcast. Thank you so much, ladies and gentlemen, for joining us on this Sunday edition of the Miller Frost Podcast. I am your host, Miller Frost, joined as always by my fake black friend, white boy Malcolm X. Have a great rest of your weekend, a good start to your week, and we will see you back here, well, in about two weeks. With it being Christmas, folks, unfortunately, I have to go home to see Mama Frost. We're going to try to put a best of show together for you, but we'll be back no later than New Year's weekend. So in the meantime, take care. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance and more, and Geico is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to geico.com or contact your local agent today.